Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Listening, 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 listening to English. The five L's. That's what you should be doing as much as you can as part of your lifestyle. And this podcast is here to help you do exactly that. But don't forget the importance also of the five P's. Practice, 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 and practice. Practice, practice, practice. Is that five? Yes. Uh, Practice in the form of listening and indeed reading, but also for your productive skills too. The five S's. Speaking, 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 and speaking. Or in fact, the five C's. Conversation, 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 conversation. Because conversations involve the interplay of both listening and speaking, which is so important in the development of proper communication skills. But the issue is, who can you talk to? And how can you fit this into your busy lifestyle? Well, italki, the sponsor of this podcast, might be the solution for you. Because with italki, you can find qualified teachers and native speakers for conversations or lessons whenever and wherever you want. And remember, because you listen to this podcast, uh, italki are willing to offer you a free lesson. To find out more and to take advantage of that wonderful offer, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash talk or click an italki logo on my website. Okay then, so here's a new episode, which I actually recorded a few months ago, and uh, so I recorded it, I edited the whole thing together, and then I promptly lost the entire recording when I accidentally deleted it. You know when you are working on a project, like on Microsoft Word, or in this case GarageBand, which is like an audio editing um, application for Apple Mac computers, when you're working on a project... And you change something in the project, and instead of clicking save as, you accidentally click save, and you basically lose the entire previous version. Well, that's exactly what happened here. I had the whole project ready, all done, edited and everything, and I in I put a new uh, recording in to start working on that, and I wanted to click save as to save it as a new episode, and I accidentally clicked save, and wham, the whole thing was gone. I wiped the entire episode. Anyway, I managed to find the original files on an SD card, and I have edited it together again. So here it is, even though it was recorded a few months ago. Uh, So without any further ado, let's get started, and here is the jingle. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, ladies and gents. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I hope you're doing well. This episode is called What's on the Table with Fred and Alex. And I'm joined by Fred Iango and Alex Quillian. Hi, guys. Hello. And um, they're sitting in front of me, both of them looking extremely excited. (laughs) I'm very excited. Are you excited? (laughs) Yes. I feel like I'm in front of my principal, like, not again. (laughs) But you feel like you're... You, you feel like you're in front of like the head teacher the in head school. The head teacher, yes. Really, is that how you see me? Like the head teacher? Um, maybe it's the accent, or <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's just that we're two kids in front of like an older 
adult <laughs> and we're both giggling like ah, we peed on the floor i don't know and he's more comfortable i'm more like nervous so he's like his mm-hmm. first time or my first time being a bad kid or something this is a sitcom duo yeah. it's basically ladies and gents i'm sitting in front of two excitable school children yes, yes. <laughs> one called fred one called alex Ooh. and uh here's what's going to happen in this episode all right first of all uh and i'm talking to the audience here okay and you as well because you don't know what we're going to do yet do you no. What's no. on the table, literally. Yeah, that's right. So, um, this, as I said, this episode is called What's on the Table. And first, what we're going to do is get to know Fred and Alex a little bit. We already know Fred from his previous appearance on the podcast in episode number... 430. No, it was episode 430. So, after we've got to know them, then we're going to move on to the whole What's the Table concept, which sounds like a concept, but actually it's, it's not really... And I know what you're thinking, ladies and gentlemen. You're thinking, oh, this sounds amazing. What's the concept of what's on the table, Luke? Pray tell us. Well, I've written some questions and topics onto pieces of paper, and I've placed them face down on the table in front of us. Okay? What we're going to do is uh, flip them over one by one and discuss the heck out of them. And that's it. Okay? I've called it what's on the table. I was also thinking of calling it discuss this <laughs> like in a movie or something you know you know like the way they say that in movies sometimes uh, you know like you, you know like uh, you're feeling hungry eat this oh. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you want to watch something watch this <laughs> you want to discuss something discuss this <laughs> you know that kind of thing so but i chose not to use that title because i thought it would be a bit ridiculous <laughs> so instead i've gone Aww. with what's on the table with uh, fred and alex and uh, so we have some topics which are on the table for discussion that's an expression by the way <coughs> fred and alex are sitting there like waiting for me to finish this introduction this yeah, is yeah, it yeah. The, the whole podcast is going to go like that Good. and Yay. you're just going to sit <laughs> there wa- you're just, just going to sit there three giggles i'm like okay that's it okay i'm yes. just i'm just kidding we, we're going to start properly in a minute i was going to explain that on the table is an expression did yeah. you did you know that yes i actually did i did not know that how would you explain well that? something on is on the table when it's up well to go back to the it's up for discussion it's something you can talk about it's a subject exactly in front of you something that's been put forward for discussion yes yeah exactly uh for example in a business meeting Uh, i have to say all this stuff because this is a podcast for learners of english please yes go ahead um i enjoy this yeah um so for example you know i wouldn't wait too long to accept the job offer it might not be on the table for very long, you see? Um. Or, before this meeting begins, we'd just like to make sure that the topic of salary bonuses is going to be on the table. All right? Yeah. And, you know, well, our best offer is on the table. Take it or leave it, you see? Yeah. And in this case, what's on the table for discussion today? You can also use, did you know this? You can also use the word table as a verb. To table something? Uh, to table something. Uh, mm. Which context? It's is the it? same meaning, basically. Oh really? Isn't like does that do like stacking up stuff? Uh, no, it's just exactly the same as the as on the, the table. table. So oh. to table a subject, okay. to table a subject, or something is tabled. Oh, so didn't know that. to be tabled for discussion. For example, it's a bit formal. Okay. Um, it means to present something for discussion. For example, to table a motion. Oh, oh. you know. Okay. Oh yeah, like in a legal system or something. Like that. Exactly. Okay. Exactly, Fred. Okay. It, like in the legal system. Um, <laughs> you win this round. Fred. Like for, yeah, he, he, <laughs> Fred just won one yeah. point. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, to table a motion to formally put forward a topic for discussion or perhaps a proposal for a new law. Okay, we're not going to be creating new laws here, but we're, uh, no. we're tabling some points for discussion just for just so that people can listen to some real English actually being spoken uh, right. on the podcast. All right, that's in British English, by the way. In American English, it means the opposite. Did you, did to you table know that? something? To table something to means remove something. Yeah, just to, like we'll talk ah. about it later. Oh, so let's not. Oh, right. That is very interesting. It's like well, you know, we'll table, table that, that. Uh, for later discussion. So something got lost in translation when they crossed the ocean. No, they're just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, maybe something got lost in translation <laughs> somewhere. But uh, yeah, in America they would say something uh, like you know, it, it, it means if you table something, it means you postpone it until later. For example, the healthcare bill has, <laughs> Sorry, has been put on the table until spring. That right. means they're not talking about it they're, because... They're, they're putting it to one side. They're going to yeah. come back to it later. But is it interesting that you could also say you're shelving it to the side? Exactly. Ah, yeah, shelving it. <clears throat> one, yeah. one point to Good. Alex. One, yes. point to Alex. Yeah. one point to Alex because that's the next thing that I've got on my list here. I said it's, it's like shelving something, to put something on a shelf. Yes. Because we do have the expression ah. shelved, meaning postponed until later. This topic has been tabled for later discussion, you might say, in America. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, with an American accent, I would imagine. Tabled. This, this topic has been tabled for a later discussion. Thing. Is it like a land-borrow situation where the people got to America from England didn't know which one it was? If we table, like, they didn't know if it was... Oh, do we put it on a table? Or do we, like, put it off back <laughs> on another table? I don't know the story, and, to and be honest. And only the people didn't know what table meant. Traveled <laughs> and they kept it there, and they still don't know what it means. Maybe they had two tables. There was the table in front of them <laughs> where things get discussed, yeah. and then there's another table over there where they put things to until later. You know, so I think it's, that's just they mixed up the tables. Yeah, maybe British people are just more proactive. Yeah, we think, yeah. yeah we've just got one table. Yeah, <laughs> Americans have got more space. They've got two tables. <laughs> the, the, their table is where they put things for yeah. later. Um, anyway, but we speak British English here. Uh, uh, Thank you very much. At least I do, anyway. Uh, types of English, that's one of the points that's on the table, I believe, mm. and we'll come on to that. But introductions, right? Before we get to the whole on-the-table thing, we need, to, uh, we need to do a couple of introductions. We need to know who is a party to this meeting. So, let's see. I think we'll start with you, Fred. Can I, can I ask you to introduce Alex? Yeah, sure, can, I can do that. Go um, ahead. So, Alex Quillian is a, a French... American, Filipino. No, te- technically he's half French, half Filipino. If I understood everything after, uh, I'll, I'll do the correcting after. Oh. Yeah, and also lived in Indonesia and San Francisco. Uh huh. And he's a comedian I met three years ago, and uh, he's a friend of mine. He's a comedian. He's a very funny guy. And uh, <laughs> what else do you do? Uh, um, Is that accurate, what he said? So, I'll give you the 50 euros for all those compliments. Thank you for that. (laughs) Uh, It's almost correct. I mean, I'm not legally American because Trump. No, I'm kidding. I'm not not American, but uh, Mm -hmm. that's a common mistake because I speak like an American and I do talk about American stuff a lot. But I grew up in America from the age of 4 to 14, so that's where I developed... An American accent and all that stuff, uh-huh. but um, but you know I, at the end because I'm I'm very ambiguous in my brain, and on stage I talk about how I have a lot of ambiguous thoughts about 
being French, being I am half Filipino as well, so it's complicated. I'm actually a quarter Italian as well, but really, oh, yeah, it's, I didn't know that. Alexandro, Alexandro Del Piero. Um, but I don't like to mention that just because um, what, it you, makes me too attractive. No, I'm it makes <laughs> <laughs> no, just because um, my grandmother moved from Torino. Like in the early 30s, because of a guy named Mussolini, uh, <laughs> to France. And so, like, we don't know that much about the Italian side of her family. Because okay. she wanted to, I guess, move on and stuff. So I don't like to, hey, I'm Italian. Like, tell me three things about your Italian side. I don't know. So, <laughs> so like, t- technically, you, you're a quarter Italian. But technically, you, you don't- by blood, I'm quarter Italian, but... I'm not going to go out and say I'm Italian because it's you, not true. You don't, you don't have any, you don't know anything about I don't know anything. Italian culture or life or anything. Well, pizza. Well, I, I know pizza. about. We know about pizza, right? I know about pizza. I know about linguine, but <laughs> I'm not going to brag about it. Or, okay. Okay. All right. Um, but do you, do you think that that quarter Italian makes you a better person than anyone else? <laughs> uh, What's funny is that, like, when I, because a lot of times Fred notices this, but whenever someone asks me, where are you from? Since I have, like, a, I guess, an interesting history, because I've lived in Indonesia, I lived in France, I lived in America, I was born in Singapore. Oh, so yeah. all this stuff. And then when I say, when I hear the question, where are you from? Fred does a little chuckle, because I always do, like, a sigh. I'm like, okay, here we go. So here's a, my biography. Because it's always very common, because usually people go, I'm from Cameroon, I'm from... England, right? Uh, and I have to go, okay. Because I don't know, because when someone says, where are you from? It's very ambiguous in my brain because I don't really know how to answer that question. You don't know, you don't know, basically. I don't know. And so I just give like, uh, I've lived here, I'm this and that and that. So um, so whenever, I, to bring back to the Italian thing, yeah. whenever I say I'm French Filipino, it's like, oh, okay, that's, an, that's okay. And then if I say I'm Italian, ooh, right? Like, oh, the French Italian part, the French Filipino part wasn't interesting, but the moment I say Italian, like, oh. But you don't have any of the uh, like knowledge of Italy to back it up, though, right? Um, so if you say I'm a quarter Italian, then they're like, oh, wow, brilliant, and they expect you to be a great cook yeah. and a great lover, oh, and yeah. you're neither of those things. I, I don't know. You've seen it. You've seen it. Uh, <laughs> no, I did because um, when because I used to live in San Francisco, and uh, I have an older sister. And so in sixth grade, but in English, I know it's a different system. What age is sixth Six. grade? That was discussed on Fred's podcast. He had the exact same question. And then he said like 11. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, 12. 11 or 12 or something. 12 years old. So that's the beginning of secondary school. It's the exactly. first time you learn a new language normally, I think. Okay. In so Western. Second, I would say secondary school. In, in the UK, we... Generally, just try not to learn new languages. Um, no, I'm joking. Um, Cockney. Um, oh, mate. Yeah, um, uh, so my yeah. sister, she learned Spanish, which is, especially in California, it's very normal to learn Spanish. Yeah. But I didn't want to be like my sister. I'm like, you're not better than me. So my school offered Italian. So for two years, I learned Italian. Um, oh. And then, then my family moved to Indonesia. So the and Italian really came in useful. So it was very, not, it was very useful, as you said. And so the, my first year in Indonesia, they only had Spanish, right? So I had to take Spanish. So I wasted two years of my life. I was already wasting my life as a 12-year-old. And then <laughs> I already made bad decisions. And then it was funny because the first year in Spanish, the t- my Spanish teacher would ask me questions like, oh, so blah, blah, normal questions. And I, 
answer in Italian like Io sono Alessandro he's like no <laughs> yo whatever and I was yeah. like oh god so it's all a bit sort of confused in terms of where you come from so the Italian thing was just like that was just another example of why it's not useful for me because I'm just wasting my time and everyone's time even though it is technically in my blood to say that you're Italian yeah. because this happens yes because you end up having to explain <laughs> exactly okay so let me just try and try and uh, break it down then so born in Singapore yes uh, four years in Singapore? Yes. Okay. Um, and then moved to the United States? Yes, San Francisco. San Francisco. Nice. Yes. Very diverse. Yeah. In in the city itself? In the city itself. So we ran out of money. No. <laughs> <laughs> because San Francisco, it's notorious for being a... At least maybe, expensive. especially now. Especially now with yeah. Silicon Valley. But maybe area. back then it was a little bit less expensive. But... Um, so in the 90s and then early 2000s, I lived in San Francisco. Wow, cool. Okay, and then at what age did you leave? And then at 14 till the end of high school, I lived in Indonesia in Jakarta. Yeah. So that was quite the change because I go from first world country with like the most liberal values. Like my best friend had two moms and stuff. She, well, he has two moms. Oh, not that that matters, but just saying wait, like the mentality. Wait, your best friend had two moms? Yeah, because they're lesbians. Oh, right. Okay. This guy. <laughs> I was trying to be subtle with it. Yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I, can't, I, can't help, I can't help myself. This is a podcast yeah. where you cannot yeah. say the word this lesbian too much. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Have I said lesbian your, a lot? On your the... reaction was a little like, she had two moms. It's like, wait a minute, you have to say the word. You have to say she's a lesbian. Um, See, you're the principal. They were, they, were, they were both lesbians, in fact. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, the point, okay, the lesbian yeah. part's not yeah. important. The point is, like, it's very liberal. There's different cultures. It's, you know, everyone's, you know, accepting of different kinds of lifestyles and stuff. Right. And then you move to Indonesia. And it's the most populated Muslim country in the world. Not to say that that's wrong, but it's just... Different. As a 14-year-old, you know, you go from, hey, guys, we're friends, we live a liberal lifestyle, to like, hey, it's Ramadan, don't drink water in front of your Muslim friends, because that's, you know, it's insensitive. Right. So I'm like, okay. And so the thing is, before, as a 14-year-old, I was like, daddy, it's not fair, why can't I, you know, whatever, why do I have to live in this poor country, right? But in hindsight, like today, now... I'm happy that happened because it allowed me to see different perspectives. And, uh, yeah, because, like, I have a lot of friends from San Francisco, or even I meet people from San Francisco. I've told this to Fred many times. Whenever I meet people in, from San Francisco in Paris, they're always like, uh, they say, hey, where are you from? Instead of saying, I'm from America, they go, I'm from San Francisco. Have you heard of it? It's, like, the most tolerant place in the world. And it's like, okay. It's not, not that it's not true. It's just that... It's the, there's a bubble that they're in. Not everyone, but like mm. a common perception is that they have a bubble of like we're the best at Where being you, the you most tolerant, <laughs> right? Whereas Indonesia, it's like a completely different world, and it's not that it's not tolerant, but it's just like you have to adapt, and then you learn about different cultures, and then as a result, you grow as a person. Yeah, the thing about in San Francisco is that they they're so proud of how open-minded and liberal yeah. they are. But they've never been out of that particular <laughs> world. That that I mean, you know. I've had Thai food. Yeah, but have you seen the people? No, but no, the Thai food's delicious. Yeah, have you actually <laughs> lived, have you actually lived in a in a completely different culture for for any length of time? No, but uh, you know, I really like uh, acai bowls. <laughs> um, so interesting, very interesting. Okay, uh, uh, San Francisco, then Indonesia, Jakarta, and then you moved somewhere else. Then I graduated high school. 
I think. No, I graduated high school and then I moved to France for school. Which age? Uh, 18. Okay. So I went there to go to business school, which is very similar to Fred's story. Because I was listening back to the podcast. I was like, I remember on his podcast, or your guys' podcast together, um, he's talking about like, you're like, stop focusing on the dates. We get it. You're basically an accountant. You went to business school, whatever. Yeah. And oh, yeah. There were lots of dates and numbers dates. with dates you, wasn't numbers. there, Fred? Yes. Yeah. And so he'd be like, so on eight, 1806, I arrived here. But so he was like, uh, so in 2010 at, I think it was March something something, right? <laughs> too specific. Too right? specific. And though, yeah. even though I was like laughing, I'm like, Fred, use your brain. Don't be weird. But at the same time, I was like, <laughs> wait, I'm doing the exact same thing in my brain. Like, when did I arrive? And like, what time did I arrive? Pulled so I did arrive like in 2010. Mm-hmm. Like him, yeah, and then um, then went to business school in Paris, and I got a I graduated with a degree in business administration, which is nonsense. But <laughs> wait, wait, what 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 does business administration let you do? What can you you can administer business? All of it. So what? Basically, it's a degree you get when you're not sure what you want to do. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's like. You say what you can do. You can kind of do everything in a sense. It was just like everything. So I could administer business, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, you basically, you know how to deal with spreadsheets or you know how to Excel deal with like... and stuff. And, and profit and loss accounts and accounting basics um, and uh, all that stuff. I can. Can I do it well? We don't know. But <laughs> I can technically do it, yes. Okay. All right, cool. And then here you are in France. And then I graduated from that school, and then I discovered comedy, because as you do... How did you, how did you discover it? Like, you were just digging one day, and then a, a comedy! I was <laughs> I was doing gardening. I found... No, uh, I... I, cause, I don't know, because I've... Maybe, I think subconsciously in my brain, I was like, um, I would like to do... Like, okay, business is great and all, but... If I had the opportunity to do something that's not the nine to five job, not that there's anything wrong with the nine to five job. If I have one opportunity to do something, what what other talent do I have? Sports, no. Singing, no. You're very good at cutting a mango. Cutting a mango, as yes. We, as we discovered earlier on. That is my side <laughs> business. He, by the way, he brought because Alex is nice. Uh, he brought some mangoes. Yes, uh, yes I did. As a gift, he brought an a, a, an offering of. Unlike of, me. Yes. Unlike Fred, who brought nothing yeah. at all, except for his him, him himself. Yes. Um, but uh, Alex brought uh, two mangoes. Delicious. Uh, they were delicious. He proceeded to cut them up just yes. there in the kitchen. He did an excellent job, even if, uh, you know, I've got no idea how to cut a mango. But Alex was like, this is how you cut a mango. And he yes. proceeded to slice it uh, like a true expert. Yes. And um, then we enjoyed some tasty mango before doing the podcast. So, yes. well, so I hope I have one more point over Fred. <laughs> yeah, you get an extra one. point. It's two one. It's two one. To, it's two, one. Yeah. It's two one to Alex now. Two points to Take Alex and one point to Fred. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so <laughs> no. But uh, other things you can do. So you think I can do business? Yeah, I can count. I've got numbers, but I can cut a mango. <laughs> but I, what I, else can I do? <laughs> I could count to ten sometimes. Uh, I so I was thinking, okay, if I could do something that's not quote unquote boring in my head. Mm-hmm. What are the talents I have? I'm like, oh, I've made people laugh before. And then I just went on Google. It's like, English comedy in Paris? How, why? That would never exist. And then I click, it existed. It's like, oh, wow, okay. What was the first thing you, you came to then? So I went to, um, I'm, uh, maybe Sebastian Marks has been on the show before. Yeah. And um, he, he was still hosting an open mic. But it was like the last days of that. So in March 2014. Uh, what time? 
<laughs> started at nine o'clock, I think. Um, <laughs> in the morning, no, at night. Yeah. And um, then I did it. And then I remember back then, I guess Sebastian wasn't as famous as he is now. I I called him personally, and he took up the time to say, give me rules. Like you can just do this, and don't worry about. Don't give like specifics about TV shows that no one's watched. I was like, I don't deserve this kindness. <laughs> and then he became famous. And even though I know him, he doesn't respond anymore. <laughs> but um, really, I, I, don't, I don't. I don't message him. You don't even call him. Anymore. I don't call him because because he's too famous in your eyes. Because we broke up with yeah. his money. Um, he, he went off and you know spoke yeah. to other people. Yeah, God, he, God, he's talking to other people. How dare he? <laughs> How dare he follow his dreams? Um, <laughs> no, of course he's a great guy. But it's just like uh, so, yeah. So then I did it, and then I did okay, and then I was like, this is kind of fun, and yeah, and then eventually met Freddie. Yeah. Um, First time you saw me, I bombed. Like, wait, you bombed? Like crazy. What does that mean? Like bombing means uh, being on stage and doing a comedy set. So you tell your jokes, but no one laughs. That's bombing. From, yeah. It, okay. it, yeah, exactly. So he bombed when you saw him. When I first saw him, I was like, I hope I never see him again. Because that was <laughs> the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. What, uh, why, why did he bomb? What, what did he do wrong? I think you correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's because he was used to performing in front of a different kind of audience, yeah. which wasn't traditionally a comedian audience. It was more of a uh, poetry kind of, you know, and also more forgiving. The kind of spoken general. word audience that are there to listen and uh, maybe a bit more generous. Yes, yeah, so as an audience, whereas a comedy I, I, audience can be a bit like, right, make me laugh. No, I, actually, uh, I, what happened? Uh, I don't think they they're necessarily more forgiving than other audiences. Spo- poetry audiences, yeah, poetry spoken word audiences. Yeah, I think that I was, I, I had been doing comedy for only three months, and in retrospect, I had not done that amazing in this with the spoken word audiences. But the jokes I did that time when Alex saw me were the ones that had done the best. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. and obviously, I thought it was the new Chris Rock. <laughs> that <laughs> in my head, I no, I think I was really too confident at that point, and I just got there and just starting doing the jokes. And I had never really bombed before. Uh. I never really failed on stage. It was the first time I really failed on stage, yeah. and I didn't know how to manage it. And I didn't know what to do when it's not working, and I didn't have any other jokes because at the time, I I got on stage with like let's say five minutes of jokes and that's all I had and it was pre-planned and it was no other word I had so I had to keep telling those bad jokes until the bitter end I see how does it feel then when you're when you go up and you start doing your material and you realize that no one's laughing when when do you when do you realize it's gone bad now or back then at any time now ten seconds in (laughs) Really? Yeah. Ten seconds in. Yeah. Okay. And 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 uh, almost immediately, you uh, can tell. Uh, what is it that that tells you? How do you know? People don't react to you. Uh-huh. You you're a person on stage, telling what you think are humorous things. Yeah. And it's not necessarily that they're not laughing because you don't necessarily start. Depending on your style, don't necessarily start with jokes right away. But, you know, at least they, they are listening to you or they're engaged. Mm. And when you get on stage and 
you you feel that you're not connecting yeah. very quickly. You feel that, oh, I'm, I'm losing them. Yeah. N now, with a little more experience, you learn how to get out of that hole or to, you know, you say, oh, well, that was one joke that didn't work, but it doesn't mean they're, they hate me. Because that, that's also another thing that happens, I think, when you start this, that you think, oh, it's me. They just hate me. It's like, no, no, no. It's just that you're not funny, which is not the worst thing. You might be funny in the next 10 seconds, so keep doing it yeah. until or until they laugh. And if they don't, go back and rewrite your stuff or figure out why it didn't work. But don't take it too personally. Yeah, no. It, it's never really personal. It's it's really rare that it gets personal. See, the thing is, I think that it, why it's important not to take it too personally is because if it goes badly and you take it personally, you feel bad about yourself. You feel like a horrible person, right? Yeah. We've all been there. Yeah, doing, exactly. doing, doing comedy and, and failing, you just feel a wretched human being. Yes. Nobody loves me. I'm useless. I've got no value. That's how it feels for yeah. everyone when they bomb. Yes. But also... When you do really well, you shouldn't take it personally either. Exactly. Because otherwise, you'll come off and you'll think, I am the greatest person. <laughs> I am so flipping wonderful With right now. With my million dollar contract. Exactly. Where is it? I am so great. You know, you're not worthy of like, you know, five minutes. <laughs> do you know who I am? You know, then, so you shouldn't take it personally uh, in either context. You know? Yeah, that is, that is true. Yeah. That uh, is very true. Yeah. A common thing I always hear from like comedians who bomb so fred no <laughs> comedians who bomb after shows <laughs> i bomb all the time is that um oh the crowd was so blah right yeah, yeah i mean the crowd oh terrible uh, terrible crowd oh, totally dude, totally terrible Th they're really tough in there it's like no they're not it's uh -huh. like it's a bad habit to always because it's supposed to be at the end of the day like the funniest comedian no matter the crowd will always win them over no matter what yeah and so if you end up depending your set on random individuals like that's too that's something you can't control so it's, it's but that's a lot of hubris it's yeah it's hubris so i don't yeah like that you mean mean blaming the audience yeah you and can't, it's the you i'm can't. so great how come this crowd doesn't like i'm a genius how dare you not understand probably has more money than me how dare you not appreciate my genius right right yeah 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 it's but you know in comedy a lot of people go into doing comedy for personal reasons yeah. and it is you know it is a very personal thing because you go out there and you expose yourself and you're telling people true true things or at least kind of vaguely true things about yourself and uh if they laugh then you feel your ego has been rubbed and if they don't laugh then you feel like you know they've just uh, done a poo on you or something yeah that's graphic I, yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't mean it to be that just you know yeah you know what i mean it was it was metaphorical but it's it was, a very accurate fe way to describe it that it feels like people do that on you you know some people choose for that to happen yeah you know some yeah. people like that yeah i feel that's yeah, another that's people, podcast yeah. That's yeah. Another, yeah that's another yeah. Yeah. sorry i didn't mean you know look after dark yeah i didn't mean to <laughs> drag this into a, a whole new area of conversation there that that's not what's on the table uh, no nope. for this discussion okay do you do you feel like we've got to know alex a little bit now fred yeah we i think we have i yes. think we know we know alex a little more is his background his motivations yeah his uh his life as a comic okay. yes yes we know alex all right okay all right good now then what is on the table I alex games. i love games paper <laughs> yeah and is there anything else on the table cups dreams fun mm -hmm. yeah phones a plant um uh ray-ban sunglasses 
That's that that. The, by the way, listeners, this isn't oh. the game. It's not just let's name some, <laughs> let's name some things that are on a table. They're fake Ray Ban yeah, sunglasses. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I checked. Yeah, uh, that's right. Because I always buy fake sunglasses. Hmm. Okay. My wife always buys the proper Ray Bans. She's had yeah. the same pair of Ray Ban sunglasses for ten years. Whoa! Wow. Yeah, that's a world right? record. How do Amazing. You impressive to not that. lose them. She's very impressive. She's a very impressive wow. person in that in that way. You chose that, well. Yeah, that's chose the only well. way. No, it's not. Really <laughs> only way. It's, it's not the only way. Uh, but no, she she is very good at that kind yeah. of thing. Whereas for me, I, I cannot have genuine Ray Ban sunglasses. Oh, because you're going to lose them. I will lose them. But yeah, I'm gonna be a little bit annoying for a second. <laughs> but I, I think it's not good to buy fake sunglasses. You're probably right. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm what? I'm a bad person. Right? No, no, it's not that. You, you might be hurting <laughs> your eyes. Oh yeah, yeah. Because what happens is that because it's sunglasses and the the glass is darker, mm. your eye reacts and. In a way, opens up. Yeah, the I think the the pupil and the iris open up. It dilates. They dilate exactly, yeah. so they let more light in. Yeah, but usually sunglass, like good sunglass, has Classic. UV protection. Yeah, and bad sunglass might not. I see. So, so the eyes the eyes open up, but if the protection is not there, you might. You're basically inviting more exactly. radiation into your brain, exactly. into your face. Can I have a counter-argument? Yeah. Yes. The counter-argument is, what hurts more? Losing your eyesight <laughs> or losing the money in your wallet? <laughs> or what, what hurts more also, losing your eyesight and a little bit of money, five euros, mm -hmm. or just not looking cool? Oh. Yeah. Because you could walk around without them. This is Paris. You gotta look cool. Oh, I don't, I don't, we missed that memo. By the, way, <laughs> by the way, I don't think I look cool with my fake Ray-Bans on at all. In Paris, you'd rather be blind and cool than I, th I think whatever. That, I think those the are the rules is. for Paris, yes. aren't they? You have to be blind and cool. At the immigration <laughs> office, it's like, do you have sunglasses? Uh, maybe. <laughs> Get out of here. I don't mean you need to be blind, like actually blind, but I mean you oh. just have to, let's say blindly cool, meaning, uh, yeah. meaning that cool is the most important yes. thing yeah. in this town. It's Very like, cool. It's like living in a nightclub. You know? <laughs> it's like living in a nightclub with a, with a dress code. Yeah, pretty much. You like you come into Paris and like you. Sorry, you can't come in. Well, not with those shoes. You don't have any black pants. You need to go. You're home. not wearing sunglasses at night. What is wrong with you? <laughs> you need a jacket, or you can't be here yeah. in this city. That is true. Yeah, that's very true. That's right. Okay, so on the table there are a number of things, including a couple of objects that we just mentioned. <laughs> uh, but also, there's a little pile of I'm calling them cards. They're actually made of paper, yeah. and uh, these are the items that I've put on the table for discussion here. Okay. Okay. By the way, these these are just topics that these are things that we we actually talked about. Fred and me, we talked about these things a little bit, so we're prepared. We chose, let's choose some topics that Alex can't talk about convincingly. Oh, great. No, I'm just joking. So just some things that Fred and I thought might be interesting sources of discussion. And I think what we'll do is we'll flip them over and uh, we'll just have a little chat about them. What I'd like to try and do is get to some sort of conclusion in, the, in our discussion before we move on to the next one. Let's see if we can do that. Yeah, if we go one by one. Let's go one by one. Okay, let's go. Let's so, Fred, do you want to flip over the first one, please? Let's go. I'm Wait a minute. Let me just capture the sound effects of the paper being turned over. Okay. Hmm. Wonderful. Wow. Wonderful. Big budget. Okay. So the first, should I? Yeah, go on. The first subject is English. Where did you get yours? 
Where did you get your English? Uh, yeah. You may have answered that question already, but uh, we yeah. can run through it again. Sure, do, you wanna, sure. do you want to start, Alex? Quick recap then. I mostly got my English from living in San Francisco from 4 to 14 and having American friends and watching American TV shows and even maybe English comedy. So. Are, you a, are you a native speaker then? Yeah, it's my first language. Yeah. Okay. Which is strange, but so, it is. So you got it just like in the same way as uh, as, as uh, other native speakers did. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You're going to say something, Fred? No, no, but yeah, but Singapore is mostly English speaking. Well, I mean, Singapore since it has like 800 different yeah, kinds of nationalities, exactly. but I guess primarily is English. But there's a lot of Chinese. There's uh, Hindi. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. Malaysian. There's everything. Okay. Yeah, but then for school, you started school in San Francisco then, or did you start in Singapore? I think four, more four years in old. San Francisco. I'm, mo- I'm, I'm almost as confused as him now. <laughs> <laughs> no, just to be curious. Basically, you picked it up in as a as a kid, like uh, yeah. most people do, right? Yeah, um, that's, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, moving to Indonesia, did you? Did I mean your parents? Do they sp- they both speak English? Do they? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. That, that right. my, next, my next question: What do they speak between like themselves? Sign language. No, <laughs> uh, Just to confuse you even more. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. One more language to learn. Uh, English. 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 Right. Okay, fine. Good. We're done with you then, Alex. Can you return the question? <laughs> Fred, we know, we know how you uh, picked up English, don't we? Yeah. Uh, second, second language? Second language. Second language. Episode 430. Um, yeah, <laughs> so mainly because in part... Uh, I come from Cameroon, and Cameroon has two uh, national languages, French and English. Mm-hmm. But I I lived in the uh, French-speaking part of the country, but I also had access, because it's a national language, to English lessons uh, ever since I was four years old. And then I kept learning eventually. when I Even when I moved to France, I went to a very international school where I mostly spoke English. Okay. And then... American culture, English culture, just yeah. helped it. You said also uh, on the podcast before that uh, English is also something that you you actively have worked on as well as as well as just something yeah. that happened to you as a kid. Yeah, exactly. That's something you've you've actively yeah. worked on in various ways. Yeah, like between like sixteen and eighteen and sixteen and nineteen, I actively try to make it better. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We talked about it before. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, I remember. Because I was listening to you guys' podcast before. Thank you so much. Because I had to. It was weird because I was listening to that while working out, which was very strange. Wait, mm-hmm. you were listening to that while working out? Yeah. So, so what, I was doing. I was doing push-ups, and then I was like struggling, <gasps> and then Luke's voice is going like, "So, what did we learn today?" And I was like, "What am I doing with my body?" But um, this is not the motivational music I wanted. Some uh, people, some people uh, do exercise while listening to this. And <laughs> so I was nervous because I was listening to Fred, and then I was reading the comments on uh, your website, and oh, all the, the, those 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 harsh, uh, those harsh, no, they're lovely, beautiful my, people. My who are listeners like, are very I, nice. I should read the comments. I never and, did. And they're like, "This is the most in like helpful podcast. These great lessons and stuff." And I was like. Oh God, I'm an English speaker. Like I'm not gonna have useful tips like him reading the transcripts yeah. of like a CD or something. I was born this way. He was born this way, and so I was like, Oh God, because I, I really want to help out if I could, like the English listeners on of this podcast. But basically, what I'm trying to say is I'm very intimidated by Fred's helpfulness. 
Yeah, you're not helpful at all, Alex. Good. I mean, if, and if anything, you're making it worse. Uh, I did bring mangoes, so take that back. Yeah, he did yeah. bring mangoes. <laughs> take yeah, that yeah, back. Yeah. Is that, wait, is that one point for Fred because uh, he's more helpful for English learners? I think yes. if he gives me the point, I guess. I kind of... <laughs> but the thing is, though, Alex, you're an, you, um, you've got this American accent and everything. And you, yes. And, yes. Uh, I mean, well, actually, let, let me move on to the next card. I feel like we concluded that by talking yes. about what, how we you did. got your yes. English. Alex, can you flip over the next card? Accents, what do they mean to you? Bad jokes. <laughs> accents, what do they mean to you? Now, I was trying to find a, a question about accents that would be, you know, a good mm. intro to the conversation. But uh, accents, what do they mean to you? There's, it's a very big subject. Can we talk about your accents first? What, what is your accent, um, Alex? Mine tends to be more American. Um, is there a particular kind of American accent that you have? Not really, because I feel like because really rare moments, sometimes at the end of a sentence, I might have some like I'm not from America accent, which isn't necessarily French or anything. It's just like some weird thing. But it's people who say it to me like, oh, that was a random accent I've never heard of. So every, every now and then your accent deviates from what people would what consider to be a normal. with me, yes. They, they think, uh, so sometimes you don't sound completely American. That's what they mean. But right. just like one word out of like 20 sometimes. Every now and then. <laughs> but then the accent that comes out isn't, it's not like, oh, that's a German accent. That's an American accent. That's an Italian accent. It's just like, since I guess I've grown up in many places, it's just like a mix match, mix match. Match? Uh, a mishmash? No, a mishmash. Or a mix match, mix I think. Match. Wait a minute, let me just check that. What's a mix match? match. Uh, uh, a, a, a mix match. I am helpful. English words. Mix. Yeah, a mix match. Mix match. Uh, M I X M A T C H. Or also a mishmash, which mm. I think is the, uh, a, a nice word. Mishmash. Uh, mishmash, one word. A confused mixture. <laughs> a confused uh, mixture, which is appropriate. That is appropriate. Um, I don't, Alex, I don't, are you a mishmash? I don't mean to label you. As, I am as, a potato. Yes. I don't mean to label you as a, uh, a mishmash. But uh, so uh, so people are like, oh, what was that word? And it's like it's just a mishmash of different accents. Because kind of yeah, yeah okay. But uh, yeah. you speak three languages, or uh, do you speak more? Speak French, English fluently. Yeah, but. I think in English primarily, except when I play tennis, I swear in French. It's random. <laughs> Wait, you swear in French? When I play tennis, exclusively when I play tennis. Only on the tennis court? Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Okay, and in other environments, you swear? Other, in- if I stub my toe against the table. Uh, <laughs> good, then bring the table back in. That's a callback. Callback. <laughs> Very good. Call me back. Call, sorry. Uh, I will s- swear in English, which is weird. But okay. what if, what, how about this? If there was a. You're playing tennis, and there's a table on the tennis. <laughs> what, if, wait, wait, if, what if you're playing table tennis? Then I swear in Chinese. I don't. <laughs> okay. I, I think I swear in French because I guess I've had whenever I played tennis, mm. I've always played against my dad, and he would swear at me in French. 
not at me like hey what's your problem <laughs> but like if he misses a point you'll swear in french like oh i want to be just like my dad so i'll swear back that's at him in french but I that's see. it i see okay so the, on the tennis court that's where you were exposed to french swear words <laughs> yes and so that's where they come out again it's, wow. it's, it's a psychological fascinating it's absolutely fascinating, fascinating. so therapy will be after this show yeah, <laughs> yeah you, the, you can you can leave the 60 euros on the table yes. when you when you when you leave um exactly. so all right that what about fred, fred yeah. what about what's your what's your accent then fred my my accent is american like american well i say that because people who meet me and don't know where i'm from sometimes most of the time think i'm american when they hear me speaking so yeah that's the one Mostly because of the American culture I've been exposed to. That's the English I've heard the most. So that's the one that comes more naturally to me. You never actually lived in the States, though, did you? No, never. So it's, you've just been exposed to American culture through... TV, that, that, movies. That was one of those questions where you don't ask yeah. a question, you just start a sentence and, <laughs> yeah, then yeah. You, and then you just expect the other person to continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've been, you know, this is the sort of thing a teacher would do. <laughs> sort of, so you've been exposed to American culture through... TV, movies, uh, mainly. Later, podcasts, a lot of podcasts and comedy. Yeah. Um, you can hear, ladies and gents. That's when I say that it means the audience, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> obviously, because there are no ladies or gentlemen in this room. Oh, Imagine oh, if there oh. were just ladies and gentlemen <laughs> just having like a cocktail party over there silently. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, so uh, you can hear in the way that Fred says podcast. Pod- say it again. Pa- podcast. 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 Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, you definitely podcast. I don't say podcast. I say podcast. Podcast. In the north of England, podcast. 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 And in America, pod, podcast. 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 You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's how I will introduce the BBC. Your oh, wait, that's not. Program. <laughs> what did you say? The BBC. That's <laughs> that is, where's that from? That's uh, Luke bye, reference. Bye, I'm trying to come back to his comedy. <laughs> okay. So you're exposed to American English through films and TV. Yeah. So really, it just you got your English accent, your American accent from from that then. Huh? Yes, exactly. Just just replicating what was in front of me. Replicate? Were you repeating stuff? Yeah. You at one point you have to. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Repeating stuff and yeah. just yeah, I think it's just natural the way you hear a word. That's the way you say it. Um, and and I mean I've I've been I've, I've been exposed to let's say a more gen- generic American accent you know yeah. not very regionalized like Southern accent or I don't know you you weren't Northern you weren't watching mountains. exclusively Italian American films <laughs> exactly <laughs> it was just hey how you doing hey exactly. get some bread just go and get some fucking paper man you got a table you got a fucking table here what's, what's the matter with you as um, an Italian that's offensive. <laughs> Italian American. Oh, sorry, it's different. Uh, hey, what's the matter? You know, that's obviously how Italian Americans speak, right? Exactly. Hey, what's, the, what's your fucking problem? You got some fucking paper on the fucking table. <laughs> is that American or is that an American? Italian American? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So I can't say the word lesbian, but you can say fucking three times. Yes. Good. Yeah. <laughs> He's the boss. Sorry. Yeah. You no, can say, no, you can I'm say, joking. You can say whatever you want, Alex. Okay. You can say whatever you want, Alex. <laughs> just relax. Just <laughs> that 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 reminds me of an actor. Anyway, who? Never, I don't. But I don't know which one. I, I feel like I heard it in a in a movie. Man, this guy, the voice. Look, boys, I 
gather around the table. I wanted to have a meeting with you guys. We've got some pieces of paper over yeah. here. That's a very old Marlon Brando, maybe. It's a, it's a sort of a mafia boss, I think. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a character I've been working on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so accents. When you hear different accents, what do they mean to you? When you hear them, all right? So, I mean, let's see. How many different accents can you name or identify? Let's start with that. Ooh. Um, Just call back to your old podcast together. A current, uh, uh, common theme during the last one with Fred was the fact that Fred couldn't do any accents. Yeah. And he kept trying, and it was just like, stop. <laughs> he, what? No, Fred can't do he any can't accents. can't do... No, no. I can't really do any accent. Okay. Accurately. But how are you at identifying accents? Let's say you meet someone, and they start speaking. How quick are you able to identify uh, you know, exactly where they're from? I'm not very good. Really? I, it might be because it's my second language, but the, the very well-known ones, English, maybe German now, because I, I've been more exposed to German, or Spanish-ish. Yeah. Spanish-ish? <laughs> yeah, like, Spanish I would say, like, Spanish, Portuguese, maybe, Italian. Like, I will, okay. like, Latin languages. Yeah. I mean, you just named, like, ten countries, so... Yeah, you are pretty exactly. good at it. That's what he. That's what he. <laughs> no, no, no. But that's no. But I mean, I know what you mean. Uh, like, there's a ton of them. Like, I wouldn't know what Northern Irish okay. if I hear it, or Irish, or I mean, I could, I guess, I could try to guess, but I couldn't be like, oh, this is an Irish person. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. All right. It gets slightly better at it with time. What, about, what about you, Alex? Well, I'm going to Northern Ireland at the end of October, so I'll come back <laughs> and say that to your wow. face. Wow, what are you doing in Northern Ireland? I have a friend who's who lives there for uh, medical studies, and uh, he graduated. So I was like, okay, I'll <laughs> I'll be a good friend. Where does he live exactly? Do you know? In Belfast. Oh right, ah, oh, grand. And so I want to do comedy there. <laughs> that's Southern Ireland, it's a Republic. <laughs> ah, that's grand, Republic. De- dead on, dead on, spotty dog. <laughs> I can't compete. Wait, that's so too good. Which one is that? For that example? one's Northern. I read that's Northern. Oh. You know, the only way I can do Northern Ireland or Belfast is if I I have to swear while I'm speaking. Because oh, okay. I used to live with the guys from Northern Ireland, and they well, we were students, at, you know, in a student house, so everyone's like swearing all the time. It's you know, because there's a time and a place for it, right? Yeah. You know, uh, in in a in a in the business meeting is not the time or place, but in a, <laughs> in a student house at two a.m. on a Friday, yeah. uh, is definitely there's the no time better or place. place. So. I can do it if I'm swearing, but it means I end up being foul-mouthed. Yeah. Anyway, you're, you're going to Northern Ireland. Yeah, so I was wondering if, if I can perform there, if I'm just going to make either a reference to, of course, Liam Neeson, or uh, I found out that, I guess, maybe their biggest museum has to do with the Titanic. Yeah. So yeah. I was wondering if it just, like, your most famous thing is about something that failed but <laughs> but that might be a bit rude from someone who's visiting depends on what you mean by failed because maybe they set out to create a boat that would that would sink famously <laughs> we'll make money in, from this in a hundred years we'll <laughs> right right um, right right what a plan i guess a lot yeah okay um all right then uh so basically but are you good at oh, sorry. identifying to answer there answer um yeah. i think from since I guess I have multiple backgrounds, so I guess I have a better time recognizing, say, different kinds of Asian accents mm-hmm. and different kinds of European accents. Maybe not like the particulars of like Bulgaria versus 
hungry but like at least you know western or classic bigger european countries yeah and then since i guess i grew up in america as well uh since of course america is a amalgamation is that a word yeah it'll do a mishmash Uh, mishmash (laughs) potato smash of (laughs) of different cultures and especially going back to san francisco since there's so many different kinds of people there so um so I think I can recognize a lot of accents, yeah. Okay, what about in, in the UK? Because we, we've got loads of different accents. Yep. Can you, uh, can you identify them? Cockney. All right, mate. All right, Geezer, you, how are you doing? All right, you all right there? You've got a nice table well, in front of you. you. It's a nice table, isn't it, this? It's a nice, lovely, <laughs> nice bit of table, nice bit of wood, that is. Yeah. Well, whenever I talk to you, I think at least once per conversation, I will slip in a, hello, governor, to just to see your reaction. <laughs> yeah. But, um... <laughs> I know. That's what all Americans governor, do. Governor. They always go, pip, pip, governor, let's have some tea, you know, or some, <laughs> something like that. Um, all right, how about this one? Um, all right, mate, how's it going? You, do you like this table? It's quite nice, isn't it? Like a nice table. It's made of wood. And if you want, I'll make you a cup of tea later on, if, if, if you fancy. We had a lovely mango earlier. That was, nice. di- that was lovely, that was. Any idea where that... Where, any idea where that's from? That's, that's amazing... That's amazing. Scot- All right, uh, is Scottish? No, no, no. See, what, what about it? What about like? Uh, uh, you know what, right? Um, is that Scottish? No, doing? no, no. This is the same accent, but I'm just I'm trying to do an impression of someone now. Oh, that was meant to be Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, Birmingham, Birmingham. Oh, no, no. Uh, okay. I think I can maybe sort of do an intonation of a Liverpool accent, maybe. Yeah, and it's only because. Uh, of a football player named Steven Gerrard. Oh, yes. Whenever he plays for Liverpool, or he used to play for Liverpool FC, and uh, he used to always, in his interviews, he'd go, um, the football, um, I can't do it, but just the, especially the, the football, he's from fucking Brooklyn, <laughs> Brooklyn. Football. <laughs> it, what struck me the most is the, um, yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's right. Gotta get it, or whatever. The no. Copeland, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, you're, you're right, because nice. in Liverpool, they do go, um, um uh, the thing is, right, this table, um, Anfield it's like it's made of wood and all that, it's great, isn't <laughs> oh, it, this table? That. We've, you know, we've gone out there. We've done our best. You know, we've just let out, I've let my feet do the talking. <laughs> Jamie Carragher. Jamie Carragher. Carragher. <laughs> Carragher. Yeah, yeah, that's Liverpool. So yeah, definitely. Eh, instead of uh, eh, and uh, them and the Spanish. Eh. <laughs> that's a joke. That's funny. I never thought about that. <laughs> I don't know what's the link between the Scouse and uh, the Spanish, but there's a strong connection. Some royal family married each other back in the day. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Okay. I think we're going to move on from accents because yeah. I mean I could talk about that until the cows come home, um, but uh, we'll move on. I'm flipping the, this one over. Listen to this, folks. Paper. Heyo. Oh my god! This is this is a this is Fred's suggestion, so yes. don't blame me. It says, re- oh god. and you know we're not supposed to discuss religion and politics in this kind of situation, but let's just do it anyway. There's no situation, yeah, where you should. So, religious backgrounds, how do they affect you? Religious backgrounds, how do they affect? How do they affect you? I'll start right. So, I've got. I come from a. Uh, a Church of England background, so I was I was uh, christened as a child. Mm. Uh, I was baptised uh, as an uh, into the Anglican Church. That's just what my family, that's the origin, you know, that my family comes from. And uh, Anglicanism is a sort of Protestant Christianity. And I went to church when I was a kid, and we used to go to Sunday school on Sundays, and uh, you know we used to sing religious hymns at school and stuff like that. And then I don't know when. 
I don't know what what type what point it happened, but we just stopped going to church. And you all stopped. Yeah, yeah. It oh. just it just I I don't know quite why. I think we all just basically decided that we we weren't uh, really, really religious anymore. And I, I don't really think I'm a religious person it these days. Just fizzled out. Just yeah, I don't, I don't know. I th- it's it's complicated to get into it, but in the end we we sort of just stop being religious. But I I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm an agnostic or if I'm uh, an atheist. I think that means I'm an agnostic if I'm not, <laughs> yeah. if I'm not sure. The bottom line for me, right, yeah. is that people can do what they want, they can think what they want, but they can't make me think yeah. it too. Exactly. You know, so if they start trying to force me to think and act in a certain way, that's when it starts getting mm. sketchy and wrong. But they I, start to force other people or push their belief system uh, onto other people, that's when it starts to get a little sketchy. But people should be free to believe and practice the religion that they want. I but think. I think it can also be the same kind of mentality, which I agree with, but the other way around. Because a lot of times people will complain about, like, oh, I'm tired of religious people trying to blah, 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 enforce things onto me, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of times what people forget is, like, an atheist person or an agnostic person will be like, oh my god, how could how could you ever believe in some, there's something in the sky? What is wrong with it? It's like it's pretty rude. Like yeah. most of the planet is re- mm. are religious people, so it's like yeah. it goes both ways. You can't accept. Yeah. You can't be like I want this, but then not yeah. Want like reciprocate. reciprocate. You said that word earlier. It's one of those things that is just that always seems a little complicated, and yeah, and you 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 walk in on like a very thin ice and very thin ice exactly yeah um great expression and thanks <laughs> luke and, invented it but in this in, in, in the other way I, for me i feel that it is because it's it's something very it, it felt as something very per- personal yeah very very personal yeah. and that that still has an immense influence on how we live our lives holidays or like just the way societies are organized all around the world sometimes revolve around yeah which which religion is the most influent in that place and i would i would just basically i was more curious to see how how for you i don't know or for me anyway mm. discuss just the the way religion pushed us in some way in life or the way we adapt to this complicated thing because yeah. for me, like I, when I was thinking about it, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna talk about religion, on, and it's going going to be recorded." <laughs> so that's not. Yes, you're being recorded. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not good at all. I don't know you, Fred. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Who are you? What are you, what are you who's this? Who's this radical? Let's what are you doing in my apartment? <laughs> yeah, but but at the same time, it's 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 still this thing. You you you. It's just one of the subjects. You at one point you have to be yourself a little bit yeah but i mean should i should i uh be broaching the subject on an episode of my podcast for for learners my entertaining podcast for learners of english is this the besides your you have people from all over the world i have people from all over the world who you know i have uh people uh in who could be offended in many countries yes exactly Um, but but the the thing for me is i'm thinking is this the platform where I need to settle the the old story no, me, of religion. The goal wasn't was not to offend, really. No, of course not. No, no, we're not. It trying was to more to to. I, I mean, I guess that's what this ended up being. A, I think conversa- I, a conversation about how 
complicated it can be, yeah. but how important I think it's yeah. also yeah, what, yeah. I think it's unfortunate that like the the questions like how does the religion affect you and instead of talking about like oh you know it brings me inner peace or i respect people do this and that our number one go to default is uh i don't i don't want to offend people but da, 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 oh, right? Yeah. right instead of what i guess That's originally true. what the point of religion was is to you know self-help and you know care for others but nowadays yeah. since we're all you know in this world in this world unfortunately we're all very scared of each other in a sense when i guess mm. religion in theory is supposed to unite people yeah, yeah. but now we're just true. super scared of each other yeah do you guys have a religious background uh yeah i was raised catholic yeah. so i i got i was baptized i had the communion confirmation yeah uh, it was confirmed. <laughs> like, yep, yep, yep. yep he's yeah, Catholic. Yeah. Yep. There's Put water on his head. Ca- <laughs> Catholic stamp on his forehead. Confirmation. Exactly. Um, so I have a very religious background, and I still have uh, religious parents. Yeah. I think they they don't go as much to church as they did before, but they're still quite religious. Yeah. Uh, and I'm a little less now. And I'm, I, I, I still feel undecided, even though in my daily practice there's no religion really. But in terms of like philosophically, it's I, ju- I, ju- I think I just like the question more than the like trying to find the answer. Yeah, you know, it's a fascinating basically. question. I exactly, think it's, it's a totally fascinating subject. And and you're yeah. right. You know, we should be able to just talk about it in any way without fear of uh, offending everyone you know like yeah. we're all grown-ups we can talk about these yeah. things can't we yeah i think so yeah. what about you alex do you, do you um, have a religious background i grew up with uh, a catholic background as well uh-huh. as the majority of the philippines is catholic the thing is my family most of my filipino family grew up in or when i was alive or i am alive yeah you are alive <laughs> i think uh spoiler is a ghost spoiler. <laughs> is he alive uh, he's been a ghost the whole time <laughs> i'm dead inside but i'm alive <laughs> um most like most of my filipino family live in san francisco or the bay area the region surrounding san francisco and so i remember in the beginning i'd sometimes go to church but um but then randomly they would stop as well and then I remember having points, like at least a couple of times, I went to like a Mormon church, but oh. uh, a Mormon church, eh? yeah. But that was like literally three times, and I went to like Mormon Sunday school or Wednesday school or whatever it was. <laughs> but then I think I was. I, I often wonder. I, I'm going to sound very ignorant here, but I often wonder what the difference between Mormonism and just sort of like other types of Christianity. Apparently, it's they go to church on Wednesdays. Uh, I, oh, I, really? I don't want to. I don't know if that was just like. Yeah. This building is free on Wednesday, or <laughs> it's, it's Wednesday. <laughs> okay. Um, right. But it was just, I don't know anything about it much, except uh-huh. that uh, the South Park guys wrote a great musical on them. It's, it's yes. mainly an American thing, yes. isn't it, Mormonism? Yeah, it's based. It's it's, a, it's exclusively in the United States, I think. Wait, probably not. I don't think it's... Almost exclusively, I would guess. I don't think it, or, like, it started off in... Like the center of America in Utah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Salt Lake City. Salt Lake. Yeah. City. So, yeah. Yeah. So I am Catholic by. I was raised with a Catholic background. Yeah. But. Um, well, like a picture kinda, of Jesus on the wall behind you. 
Yeah, that was a joke. Mary. Catholic oh. background. Did you get it? <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh, please. I, I refuse to laugh. Yeah. Well done, Alex. He passed the test. Another point. Three, one more three, point two. to Alex. Three to one. Because he three didn't laugh one. at that joke. Um, uh, is it three one now? No, it's yeah. three two. Three two. Wait. Oh, I get the point for being three. helpful. <laughs> That's right. You got a point for being helpful three to English, English learners. Exactly. Uh, three two. You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You can thank Fred later, ladies and gentlemen. Um, okay. I, let, we're done with religion now. Yeah. As a, as a topic of discussion. Exactly. Fine. Right. Woo. We've got two more cards left. Three more. Fred, it's your turn. Cards against. Oh, by the way, we didn't we didn't conclude that. The conclusion is. You know, just uh, it's be cool, man. Yeah, <laughs> be cool. Man. Basically, yeah. yeah, be cool and and yeah. I, I think what Alex said was great. It shouldn't be about division and more about unity. I think that was great. Yeah, yeah. it's just all just love each other, man. And love each other, man. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful uh, thing. It was a really delicious mango. <laughs> That's the conclusion. But that the, was a religious mango, so yeah. it's divisive. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay anyway right done next Bad. let's uh, 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 okay what's this one this one is film reboots right reboots. you need to explain what a film reboot is please uh, a film reboot is when for example um, there's a movie called uh, I, of course I can't remember any reboot what Blade either. Runner is that a reboot? It's a, it's a Blade Runner is a reboot. It's a sequel. Yeah, it's a sequel, technically. Okay. So, um, Total Recall. Total Recall. Uh, Total Recall. Total Recall. Carrie? Carrie, for example. So, basically... Stick with Total so, Recall. Total, Total Recall. Recall. So, yeah. there's yeah. a movie that's made uh, once in the 90s, and then 20 years later, uh, people decide to do the same movie again, not a sequel, which continues the story but to retell the story of the original movie again with new actors new director mm. a new team basically mm-hmm. uh usually because it's um it's a famous movie that people recognize <laughs> can i just yeah i just want to establish which film total recall is because it might have a different name in other countries yes uh total recall is a movie originally with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and <laughs> and in the yes. in the reboot with Colin Farrell, yeah, Irish. Or top of the morning to you, exactly. <laughs> uh, in which a man is um, put inside a machine uh, that's supposed to give him fake memories, some kind of entertainment in a futuristic world. Yeah. And uh, while he's in the machine, some people come out and try to kill him, and it goes in. There's a whole thing about the mission and trying to save himself and discovering the truth. Is like, is it really in the machine? Is he having fake memories? It's so kind of a either they've successfully yeah. implanted these this this kind of simulation into his brain where he because um, he he goes in and chooses to uh, have a kind of a, a, a fake experience, a simulation. He wants to imagine that he's a, a spy on a mission to Mars. Exactly. Right? And he goes in and they, and they put him in the machine and the simulation begins. And then, um, it, it begins in such a way as to make it unclear whether exactly. it's unclear. a genuine simulation or whether the machine has gone wrong and unlocked old memories that he had. So there's either, there's two potential versions of, of, of events. Either he was a spy from from earlier on in his life, yeah, exactly. but his memory was erased and he was and, and replaced by new memories, and he yeah. forgot that he was a spy, or 
the game is just working and they've created this set of events where he is a spy now and he's going to Mars. So we're yeah. never really sure whether he's, he, he was a spy originally and, and the machine just uncovered those old memories yeah. or whether it's just a, a simulation. Exactly. Yeah. And Arnold Schwarzenegger goes, a lot. <laughs> On Mars. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's vomiting because he's on Mars. He hasn't adapted yet. So. Mm-hmm. Very strange atmosphere. There's a, there's a scene in the movie where, uh, like, because on Mars, you know, the atmosphere, in the movie, the atmosphere is, uh, uh, you know, unsustainable for human life. And if you go out into the atmosphere, then yeah. basically what happens in the movie is that your eyes pop out of your head mm. and your tongue sticks out and you yeah. die a horrible death. And yeah. the, you know, And there's a bit in the movie where Schwarzenegger... It's, I think it's a dream, this bit, that he, en- he, f- he kind of crashes out of a window onto the side of a mountain in Mars, and he's going... <laughs> in like classic that. Arnold way. Yeah, and his eyes are popping out, and it's just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the governor of California. Yep. Yeah. Mm, well, good times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, reboot. They rebooted so, yeah. it with Colin Farrell. And uh, also... Kate Beckinsale. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, so yeah, usually they do it because it's a property, intellectual property. So it's a movie usually that people know very well. For example, so, 20, 20th Century Fox have got the rights to Total exactly. Recall. They're like, uh, guys, we've got the rights to Total Recall. If uh, they're sleeping they- in, a, in a drawer, we might as well use them. <laughs> uh, so instead of, basically, the, the, the classic argument is instead of doing new movies... They just rehash or rehash. It's like they do it again. Yeah. Uh, those movies that have been successful before. Okay. And usually they're not good. <laughs> really? Yeah. Total, yeah. The new Total Recall was not interesting in any fashion. So is the question here, reboots, are they good or bad? Is that is that the question then? Good or bad thing? Reboot. Mo- Hollywood reboots, are they good or bad? I would say it's it's out of control. <laughs> they're out of control. Yes, but are but but are they good or bad? No, they're mostly bad. Uh huh. The the concept is not bad, but the way it's done now, it's terrible. They're, they're doing it because they, they they don't have any imagination. Well, there there aren't many new ideas left, and also because no. they they need a safe bet. They need a safe. Uh, I I agree more with the safe bet thing. I mean, there are new ideas. There there are great tons of new ideas and movies still out, mm. but. Usually there are smaller movies with less money, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, uh, which should be publicized more. Uh, but instead, they all the money is put into these well-known properties, and they just give bad movies to people until the property loses all its value, and they just dump it in the garbage. So, yeah. so they do it because it's like a guaranteed way of of, of selling tickets, yeah, right? Exactly. Because they're like, well, this movie worked before; it's going to work again. Exactly. Come on, you know, it's like uh, it was funny ninety two. Let's or whatever, whichever year Total Recall was. They just do another one again. People know this name; they recognize it. Look. You enjoyed Total Recall in nineteen ninety two. It's time to enjoy it again. <laughs> exactly. That's basically it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's and, our anniversary. Let's go. Yeah, and it's just just stretching it too much. Right. Way too much. And they ruin the original movie in a sense. They spoil it by by kind of tainting it with the new version. Um I wouldn't no, no, I wouldn't say that. I just I would just say that they wasted my time and money. Right. And I, their time and money. You gotta stop going to see them then. Uh, so yeah. I actually yeah. So in the beginning I thought like Fred, but now 
since I want to win this imaginary game that we're playing, I disagree. Just because a uh, there's always a new generation of people who haven't seen these iconic movies, right? And then, mm-hmm. you know, a younger person, are they very likely to watch a 1930s Citizen Kane or like the newest version of it? They're going to watch, I know I'm going to maybe be more likely to go to a newer version of it because I'm more familiar with a newer setting, right? Yeah. And then um, also, like, we complain about how, like, oh, reboots are ruining movies and stuff, but they're the ones making money. And if we wanted to actually make a difference, we'd actually support the the but new concepts. No, but a, then Valerian would come out, and then uh-huh. that's a new concept, and it's it bombed. Movie. Yeah, but the thing I no, think no, no. I think <laughs> Valerian the, 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 is a terrible movie. The, the Valerian's terrible. It bombed because it's terrible. Yeah. But a lot of a lot of the reboots. Um, uh, let's see. They make money not because they're good films. They make money because they've controlled the marketing side of things. But yeah. it's 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 not about making a decent film anymore. It's about making a product that's going to sell money. And they yeah. guarantee that they'll get the. The, the the ticket sales yeah. by doing like certain things like for example one of them is they have a a type of movie that you know people have seen before and they they like want to see it again that's part of it but the other part is that they do things like they don't show it to to the press you know or they yeah. show it to certain uh, yeah. journalists who mm-hmm. uh, aren't objective yes and they get these fake reviews it's totally fake. <laughs> They're fake reviews. That's pretty good. Um, sad. Yeah. It's totally sad. They're destroying Jobs. movies. I watched Total Recall. We're the best film. at making reboots. I'm, I'm not a great fan of Arnold. We've got our differences, but it was a great movie. Um, and uh, and then they ruined it with uh, Colin Farrell. He's a terrible actor. He's not even I, American. He's totally Irish. He's not American. Um, and uh, so they they kind of mm. they screen it to uh, journalists who are sort of not totally objective and journalists who, who then give them you know but they give lots of special treat they give yeah. treatment to the journalists they give them gifts they they make them feel special they invite them into special press screenings the journalists then feel sort of obliged to write yeah, nice things about exactly. the movie you know, you know that and all these things are important the these reviews come out at the beginning then rotten tomatoes shows the movie with a 100%. high a high score and people are like, hey rotten tomatoes it's good let's go and see it yeah. and then it turns out it's it's a piece of it's a piece of crap yeah, exactly. But I, mean, uh, I think there's just enough good movies to balance it out. Like, if you're really, if your life is like, oh my god, reboots are ruining my life. Like, you need to. <laughs> no, that, no, that's not that's not the point. There's like a lot of that's good movies out there where it's like I can go to some theater with thirty people in it. I mean, you you had a lot of opinions about Star Wars. But yes. <laughs> Wait, you had opinions about Star Wars? <laughs> You're, we're gonna... <laughs> I'm gonna have to sleep over here. It's too long. I find your lack of faith disturbing. <laughs> no, I don't mind. I, I don't care. Um, I don't care really that much. No, like, for, for example, there's... I, okay, I'm, I'm trying to think about a good reboot. I... I so, I didn't see the movie, but apparently Beauty and the Beast, at least the live action... It's not good. <laughs> well, I heard it was good. The thing is, you're like a really insane movie critic okay. person. <laughs> no, it's, I, I, I do watch a lot of movies, but it's when I mean it's not good, it's 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 taking an original idea, and I, I just feel that the things it's changing are just baffling. I think it's just the intention with which they made the film. These people aren't making 
yeah. Total Recall, the reboot, because they, you exactly. know, because they, they're trying to ex- express a, an idea. They're doing it because they, they they think it's going to make money, and it's not filmmaking. Yeah, exactly. It's something else. I mean, of course, movies are products and should make money. It's good that movies make money. Yeah. But if they only there to make money, the reason why they, why they're doing all these talking about Disney, all these live action movies, is because. Once again, it's I, I watched Beauty and the Beast when I was four years old, and now oh, I want to watch it again, but now 40. better with and Emma Watson go, in it. With Emma Watson in it, and and I and, and the Beast, and personal personally, I watched both versions, and the old one is better. First, it's I, it's eighty it, minutes long, which is perfect for <laughs> movie about a beauty and a beast. Not two hours, but anyway. I, I have to take issue with your use of Citizen Kane as an example as well, Alex, because if they remade, if they rebooted Citizen Kane, well, I mean, it's not a bad idea because it's a good story. But the thing about Citizen Kane is that one of the reasons it's so great is because it sort of, to an extent, invented the language of cinema. You know, I, didn't, I mean, I, I said Citizen Kane as a oh, okay. old movie, of course, just Citizen as an Kane example. Is a, okay. <laughs> yeah. But you know, didn't mean it exactly like that. It actually came out in the forties, not in the. 30s. But I think that's part of the thing, though, <laughs> yeah. that that uh, yeah. that we should appreciate certain movies in their original form because understanding the context in which they were made helps you to appreciate how great they are. Yeah. And something like Citizen Kane, where you see all these things being done with the camera, mm-hmm. uh, you start to appreciate the art and craft of, of making a film. Yeah. And uh, so I think it would be great if people could watch Citizen Kane uh, again, if, if young people got the chance to see it properly and that they did actually see it yeah. and that they were we were in a context in which they could understand and appreciate how how great it is well, and the only way to see that is via a reboot no that's not no, the only way to just, see it no from a like i'm obviously not for this idea of course I yeah, hate yeah, reboots. Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah, yeah. i'm thinking from like from a business point of view why people do it but um for young people like even though it makes no sense a citizen kane reboot but just like yeah I'm going to watch a movie with black and it's in black and white. You're talking about options. You're talking about the fact that young people because young people have a choices. lot of options like they have Netflix and all that. But and but, then to go to the movie theater it costs money. So I'm going to use my money yeah, to watch. But a maybe old maybe black the people movie. the young people now going to watch Citizen Kane are just going to be the people really interested in going to. Yeah, it would be in, a weird in movie. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be a strange world if yeah. in every multiplex yeah. there were just exactly. like old think, movies being played. Yeah, that would be I don't strange, think everyone yeah. has to. I I haven't watched it. I watched parts of it and I watch all those movies but I haven't watched it and, What's wrong and with you? <laughs> exactly I, exactly can I just say that we're potentially uh, disagreeing more about reboots than we did about Religion. I was, was going to do a the, joke about that. The, 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 the movie reboot. Let's go back to religion. Yeah. This yeah. is too religion. Religion. Exactly. <laughs> We should go back to religion. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, movie reboots. What's the deal with movie reboots? The, the, right? other, the other thing I wanted to say is that there are so many ways to use a known property uh, apart from the reboot. I was thinking about Bates Motel, which is a TV show based on the movie Psycho. Yeah. Uh, and instead of redoing Psycho, what they did is that they took the character one of the central characters and just told his story before psycho in a few seasons and and i watched a little bit of it and it's interesting you know it might not be the best thing in the world but instead of trying to basically recapture the lightning in a bottle moment Ghostbusters! Oh my God! No, no, no! no. We can't no. go into Ghostbusters <laughs> we now. Can't go into Ghostbusters. We can't. But just like, we, w- why would we try to redo that? It's weird. I don't know. I can't explain. So in, Ghostbusters. instead of reboots, it's I just find it interesting to see other people with Fargo, for example, another example, yeah. just 
taking the 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 in the the universe mm. surrounding a very famous piece of art yeah. and trying to expand on that instead of just trying to copy and paste something that was just so unique yeah basically okay Uh, yeah, it w it, yeah. There are good ways to to handle the intellectual property, or uh, when when studios or companies have the rights to the work, there are good ways of dealing with that and exploiting the material, and there are bad ways of doing it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I absolutely agree. Yeah, and so does Alex. Yeah, we all we all agree. The new Spider-Man's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good. And it's the same story well, essentially. So, and there are good examples. Movie. We just. The bad ones are so bad that we tend to forget. Like there are actually sometimes occasional good ones. That was a good example. That was a good example. Yeah, I, they also I, remade Ben Hur. So you know, well, yeah, you, you, you mentioned you mentioned Psycho. I can't remember who it was now, but someone remade Psycho shot for shot. Gus like Van Sant. Gus yeah. Van Sant reshot Psycho, mm -hmm. but copying mm -hmm. every mm -hmm. single shot yeah. of the original. Wow, it's weird. Well, at, at actually, that actually might be a weird, interesting way to do it. <laughs> Just the the craziest copy. I mean, I, I think it, it it doesn't have a good reputation. I never watch it. Why would you? It's the same shot for shot. Oh, I'd be quite curious well, to see if it's if it's as good as the original. You yeah. know, when like I don't know if my audience have picked up on that, but like Psycho is this film by Alfred Hitchcock, and it's mm. a kind of a landmark. The movie fans will the film fans will come back to film versus movie in a, in a minute. Mm -hmm. uh, the <laughs> film fans will know Psycho because it's such an important film. Yeah. Uh, but it's it was a one of the original slasher movies or one of the original horror films. It's the original scary movie, basically, yes. isn't it? Yes. And um, so, it, it, and a lot of the things that Hitchcock did in that film, in terms of the way it was directed, the camera movements and stuff. Again, it's one of those movies that created the language of um, cinema. Of, of cinema, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. And so, it's such an important film for that reason. And so, to remake it by and you know Gus Gus Van Sant. Yeah, he he remade the film uh, identically as the original. So everything was identical, exactly the same camera positions, exactly the same timing, same lighting, same everything. Shot for shot remake, which is and you kind of think, yeah, why? Even why the actors? I'm it, kidding. No, <laughs> really old actors. Yeah, I think it was it was Vince Vaughn. Was it? Who was uh, an American comedy actor? Yes, who uh, who did it? Okay. Yeah. He was the act. He was the main actor in. Yeah. In the the, the, film, the yeah. main the main actor. Okay. All right. Well, I feel like we've we've dealt with film reboots. We could continue talking about that. Oh, that's yeah. it. Film versus movie. What do you guys say? Do you say movie or film? Movie. Movie. And why don't you say film? Because I, I hate Britain. No. <laughs> uh, I was thinking about that on my way here because uh, I was thinking about like I was preparing in my head like this podcast, and then I realized like I don't say. Oh, I'm gonna go to the cinema to watch the reboot. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the movies to watch a reboot. Yeah. Um, so in, in in American English, you don't say the cinema. You say the movie movies. theater or the movies. Yeah, you can say both. Yeah, yeah but yeah. movie theater, the movies. I think me it's just because I, my first language is French, and for me, film is in French and movies uh, in English. Oh, I see. Like they say, film in French yeah. and and movie is the English thing. Yeah. It, for me, so um, separated. For British English, some some British people don't like the word movie because they feel like it's American English, and you know, some some Brits are a bit uptight about American English, mm. uh, and they feel like you know, I don't like that. It's American, and um, you know, like <laughs> they bastardized our language, that kind of thing, and. Um, I don't mind really, but for me, I feel like there there actually is a difference between film and movie. And film is like the a movie is a type of film. You know, you see what I mean? 
Okay, yeah. A movie is a yeah, type uh-huh, of film. So uh-huh, there's different types. You've you got, you got films, mm-hmm. yeah. including short films. Yeah, yeah. Uh, doc, you know, documentary movies, films, feature films, okay. and movies. And I feel like a movie is an, is an entertaining film that probably comes from Hollywood, and it's the sort of okay. film that you'd see it's in a this, big thing. It's a yeah, a big probably a big Hollywood entertainment type film. Okay, uh, so that's a movie. It's like the sort of film you'd eat you'd eat popcorn while watching it. Okay, you know, like that's a movie. Whereas oh, no, I want popcorn. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, where, okay. where, whereas you know, some sort of little art house. Thing like an art movie, yeah. That's a that's a film. I think you would most likely say, "Oh my god, did you see the latest Robert De Niro movie?" But you won't say like if it's an artsy, independent movie. Oh, I've seen the latest artsy fartsy movie. Or you'd say <laughs> the film that was at the Cannes <laughs> Film you'd Festival. You'd see a French film, but not a French movie. Is uh, that fair to say? Because often okay, French French films are quite sort of arty and yeah. uh, a bit more serious or, okay. or more artistic in tone, rather than being commercial. How about picture? Oh, picture is a nice word. I like picture. the word picture. Picture is for the best, Oscars. Best picture. Best picture. Best picture. Yeah, yes. that's right. Yes. And it's for the Oscars, and also Martin Scorsese describes his films as pictures. Yes. He's, he's, he's goddamn right. Yeah, he's, he's right, because <laughs> they are pictures, aren't they? They are pictures. So I don't know if my audience that's picked up on that, but a picture is just another way of describing, of saying a film, but it's yeah. sort of a classy way yeah, of class. saying movie. Yeah. I yeah. think a good example is, so at the Oscars, as Fred said, it's best picture, right? But... <laughs> When it's like some kids' choice award, like best movie kiss, right? You want to say best film kiss. Yeah. Film. You have the MTV Movie Awards, <laughs> and you have the Best Picture Oscar. Yeah, right. So you wouldn't have like a a, a kid wouldn't say, "Hey, mommy, can we go and see a picture?" No. <laughs> you, no. you know, mom was like, "Well, the new Gus Van Sant <laughs> is now in the cinemas, darling, at the Art House Cinema." <laughs> you know, can we go and see the latest, you know, uh, Vern Herzog picture? <laughs> have you seen the Have you seen the film Cars? Three, <laughs> the the greatest animated picture, Cars Four, oh. where they're not cars anymore. They're like they've moved on to like boats or something, helicopters. Because it was cars, and then they introduced planes, planes. into the car yeah, world. I know, I know. And we, you, we also don't have time for cars. I think. Oh no, cars! <laughs> I'd lo- I, subject. I could talk about cars for sixty minutes. I really, yeah. really could. I could. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, um, movie reboots. Well, you know right. what? We've got two other things, but they're far too big. These subjects let, are let, far too let's, big. Let's. I just want to see what the. You want to see are. what they were Qu- quickly. And, and I tell you what, I'll, I'll I'll do a little timer. Yeah. Okay. How many minutes? Three minutes each. Just All right. A, just okay. a second. Three minutes just, each. just a second. Uh, countdown. Do, 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 do. Googling countdown timer. Um, do you want uh, me to ask Siri? I feel like I'm a sports. Too, too late. Commentator, like you got three minutes per second. Three zero zero minutes, and the card is going to get turned over when the clock starts, which is right now. <laughs> it says, Alex Flat Earth, I debated with some guys Wait, say that again Flat Earth, I debated with some guys Yeah, so Flat Earth, you know what that is yes. It's the, 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 the controversial idea that the Earth is flat Yeah, and very I, controversial I debated with some Flat Earth guys yeah. yeah, Guys who think the Earth is flat I went on their podcast yeah. and, and, uh, and I debated uh, Flat Earth with them For about an hour and 45 minutes it was even longer than this. Is there so much to say about? It? Oh yeah, you could. Yeah, there's a lot wow. to say about that. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna listen to it because no, I'm not. I'm not. No, it's why? 
Why would I? Do? Well, no. it's, it's you, funny. You can listen to me. <laughs> you can listen to me debating know. with I'm them. A flat earther. Okay, okay. No. I'm gonna I'm gonna check it because I, I saw it on your website. Yeah, I didn't listen to it because nice plug as a very plugs <laughs> and and uh, I, I don't even know how to start. I just believe in science so much. Yeah. I I, yeah, yeah. I I can't. Do you think I was wrong to to talk to them? No, no, no. That's <laughs> what I mean. But personally, I I I don't know. It 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 already hurts me inside right now. Yeah. Well, it's so obvious. <laughs> well, for it's me, obvious. I'm interested. I like. I'm interested that like if I was in Luke's position, mm-hmm. I'm more. I don't care what, like the details of their point of view. Um, it's more about analyzing their brain. That seems very condescending, but like. Yeah. How can people think a certain way? Are they trying? Sometimes people just want the attention of like, oh, I'm a they want Earth flatter, Earth they want flatter, a flat earther, flat earther. You mean people might be might choose to become flat earthers for other reasons, not not just because they believe that the. So it's it's it's. Like about- I'm very fascinated with people who come think of something that's completely opposite of what. I think. Yeah. I find that more interesting than someone who's like, yeah, I agree with you. It's like Exactly. That's that's the that's the context from which I came into this whole thing. That I talked about it on my podcast and I said that I didn't believe in it and yeah. you know, and I, I talked about how I said, you know, oh it's ridiculous. You know, there are people who think the earth is flat in this day and age. And yeah. I went through some of the, 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 the you know, the, the usual things that people yeah. would say, like, Well, you know, what about gravity and you know, what about this, that and the other? Um and um and then someone from the Flat Earth podcast got in touch with me and they were like okay. they said oh we heard what you said about flat earth on the podcast and you know there are, you know you said it for yourself you hadn't looked into it uh, and so we've got all the answers to the questions that you had my okay. questions were like well what that what about gravity you know that kind of question and so they, yeah. they 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 were like we've got all the answers to these questions we'd like to invite you onto our podcast to talk okay. about it and I was like all right that sounds fun okay so my only question is why why do they think people are lying about it uh you'll have to listen to the uh to okay. the, to the okay. interview I, I actually I, because do. time is about to run out time yes, is up there you go uh you you can listen to it fred on the on my website there's a plug nice um and um there's two things i posted on my website there's a yeah. there's a, a sort of an audio where i talked about the experience of going on the flat earth podcast okay. yeah and then uh then you can listen to their episode with our debate i'll check it, it. I'll check yeah. it if out. you if you've got the time and, and you yeah, can be yeah. bothered then you could have yeah, a listen to I'll that listen to podcasts. yeah listen. okay um so we've got another one here right. um, wait let's let's ask siri this time you're gonna ask siri okay yeah. let's do that hey siri can you set a three-minute timer, please? Okay. Three minutes and counting. Thank you very much. Has she started already? Yeah, it started. Okay, okay. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Millennials. Is it true what people say? <laughs> Millennials. Is it true what people say? So we know what millennials are, right? These yeah. are people who were born in a certain period of time. Yeah. Is, is it between like 19... Is it 1980-something? 1980-1999? Yeah, there's some debate about when millennials really, yeah. you know, when the time period is. But it's basically from the end of the 70s or the early 80s until, yeah. I don't know, like yeah. the, the, the late 90s, I think. So yeah. that generation. Are you from the millennial generation? I think millennial. I'm millennial. You're millennials. Yeah. Is it true what people say about millennials? No. Yes. Okay. No, no, it's not. What do people say about millennials? Self, uh, uh, self involved, self very, yeah, um, very selfish, uh, technology, whatever. 
that they that they are rats. They're addicted to technology. That they're self-oriented or self-obsessed. Yeah. Uh, that they are a bit selfish. That they're yeah. difficult to manage. Mm. You know, that's what what's his name, Simon Sinek. Um, there's a yeah, famous yeah, YouTube exactly. video of him talking about it. He said that they were people say they're difficult to manage. Mm-hmm. He says mm-hmm. that they are. Um, uh, there's they are under pressure, um, and that they feel like they're special. I don't yeah. know. These are exactly. some of the stereotypes. Impersonal. Yeah. None of it is true. That, that they're not team players and that they need special treatment and that they want to feel like they're, as individuals, that they're, you know, special and then they're yeah. sensitive. It's the me generation. It's like even more because the 70s was the me generation, but okay. it's like the, the who, but who else could there be <laughs> generation? Um, uh, I just, right, I just generation. feel that I, I, it's not that I don't like the term, it's just that I think every generation is stupid. The fact that, like, mm. the generation before is, like, criticizing the people who are criticizing the millennials going, oh, why don't you do this my way? Mm. And even probably, like, Alexander the Great and, like, his father is like, yeah. wow, why didn't you conquer it faster? I don't know. It's just always <laughs> complaining. And it doesn't matter. And the difference is that the millennials will do their stupid things, say, on a phone, whereas the older generation yeah. will do the exact same stupid thing, but just out loud at the table. Table? <laughs> <laughs> Callback. Callback. Call call back. So it's just, I just don't like the fact that, but it's classic, like, get off my lawn, get off my porch kind of mentality. Yeah. So you mean that it's it's not unique to this generation uh, that the the criticisms of millennials could have been made at any uh, young generation of people at any yeah. time. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. My theory is that human beings don't really change that much in terms of like their needs and their aspirations and their flaws. So it's just different tools. Yeah. Same old story. And also, millennials have created things that do help relationships get better and stuff like facebook i wouldn't yeah. have been able to be in contact yeah. with an old friend who lives very far yeah. if our parents had that. instagram they'd be on it they'd be on it all it's the just time very convenient that Ooh. was a buzzer that was three minutes yeah thank you siri okay well i guess we put that topic to bed then didn't we mm-hmm. yeah we that another topic sorted we boom we fixed it. the millennial debate <laughs> yes we we dealt with flat earth and religion <laughs> we sorted out film reboots yeah we we um, we solved religion we solved, <laughs> we solved religion as if it was yeah, a yeah. problem in the first yeah. place that needed to be solved we dealt with accents i'm learning an accent right now <laughs> bloody very, hell very good i should not do accents anymore that was your english accent is it Lyell? That's quite good. Can you can you carry on doing English? Can I accent? carry on doing an English accent? Yeah. I don't think oh, so. Sense. It's very. Str- it's, it's gonna get. It's gonna. It's gonna get. It's going to get. It's, it's going, going to get. Going stranger to get. and stranger. 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 No. No. No accents. Interesting. It's. I always find it interesting to hear people. Do I can do word by word. Yeah. Word. Yeah. Word by word. Dog. You can do them as in dog. Random. Uh, <laughs> I said word. Okay, he loves dogs. Dogs. He loves. You're loves. From, you're from Yorkshire, suddenly. I guess. He loves dogs. Dogs. He loves dogs. Scotland. Uh, no accents. No. Okay. It was uh, the the first one was uh, origins or no English. It was Fred and Alex. <laughs> colon origins. <laughs> we had religion. Yeah, I've been through accents. English. That was the other one. We Scottish. We we got to the bottom of English there, didn't we? Yeah. As well. Okay, guys. Thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. Do you feel different 
now <laughs> to how you felt at the beginning of this process. I'm calling uh, it a process, process. as well. Yeah, I, uh, I know Alex Moore. That's his, that's I'm going to watch a reboot in yeah. your face. Uh, uh, I'm going to send him uh, uh, pizzas uh, now. Good. Uh, that that, that uh, I know he's Italian. Uh, we're going to bring the Italian thing a lot. I just like it. <laughs> yeah. Because it's weird. And he, he spent five minutes explaining that Oh, I never talk about being Italian. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's like he's ne- never talked about being Italian, yeah, yeah. so he's it's been like, saving it yeah. all up for now. Like, I, I never talk about being Italian or or me. Let me spend yeah. ten minutes telling you how yeah, I never yeah. talk about being Italian. But it, because of those five minutes, <laughs> please don't be, bring it up while I talk about. It's it going to be minutes. years of me bringing up that he's a quarter Italian. You're Italian to me yeah. now, and to all the people listening to this podcast, exactly. Except for Italians, like no. Except for exactly. he's, Ita- he's not Italian. He's never had and, a gnocchi. Um, <laughs> Sorry. And <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, exactly. Right. So the, you, you you feel like you know Alex yeah. better now. Alex, yeah. do you feel different now? Uh, I resent Fred for his <laughs> reboot. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, I just reinforced what I like about Fred, I guess, uh, and then about you that you have a nice place. No, that <laughs> I really I really enjoyed my time here. So. I was very nervous perf- performing. See, comic. <laughs> I, was performing. I was very nervous being on this podcast. Were you nervous? Yeah. Why? Well, the thing I t- talked about, like, I really wanted to be, I guess, helpful for your list to your listeners. Mm-hmm. And then um, I didn't want to ramble, and I also mumble a lot, so I didn't want to do that. So. Don't worry about rambling. That's not such a such a big deal. I mean, I've done enough of that already. <laughs> you know the- that uh, apart from all this, there's a 20 minutes intro to come. No, that. I'm not going to do that. I promise <laughs> I will not do that this time. I, I, oh God, I'm not going to do that. I won't. Because uh, I, I did a sort by, of... By now they know. <laughs> yeah, but I sort of did an introduction uh, right at the beginning of this recording, didn't I? You did. Yes, you did. Kind of. So I'm, I'm, this Very one I'm just going to just jump yes. straight in with no intro. Boom. Um, and we'll see how that turns out. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, listening to this, you heard a very sincere statement there from Alex saying yes. that he felt nervous because he was worried that uh, you, the listeners to this, wouldn't find his contribution useful. Fred wasn't worried about this at <laughs> no. all. Uh, I'm actually he, cooler than Alex. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't care, apparently. But um, you know, Alex was very concerned that he might not be useful to you. So you know, you can let us know in the comments section. <laughs> Either he was useful, and or, or you can just say he was not useful at all okay. don't write that that wouldn't be nice um, but you know you millennials not. with their comments can at least I'm one of you write it so I can have like a screenshot of it he's so needy and sensitive like a typical millennial, millennial. <laughs> okay alright well thanks for coming over guys thanks for the mango it was yeah. delicious thanks for your contributions thanks Thank for, having us. for having us uh, let me just restate that Alex won Yes, the mm-hmm. competition three two. Yes, I didn't realize it would be a competition. That was nothing to do with the table card thing. Mm-hmm. He just won at life. Yes, uh, three so two. Now I will swear in French. Yes, okay. okay. Call back. Sacré bleu. Sacré fromage. Oh, right. Sacré fromage. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Never mind. You have to say goodbye to my audience. Do you know? Do you know how we do it on this podcast? Nay. We go like this. Bye. 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 You know, like you're, it's like a tape being slowed down. That's the right. idea. So you have to do that all at once or individually. Just, just try and mess all it. Just try and get it wrong as much as possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks very much for listening to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'll be speaking to you uh, in some way, probably with my mouth, I'd imagine, through oh. a microphone, and <laughs> you can look forward to that. But for now, it's just time to say goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye
frogs. Frogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> what, what did you actually say at the end? Frogs. We both said frogs at Frog. the same time. You both said frogs at yeah. the same time. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a good way to end the episode. Good. Yeah. Now I'm hungry. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.